and welcome back to another episode of the Double Doing Podcast. My name is Brendan D. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We are back after a little Super Bowl hiatus. The NFL offseason is about to get into full gear. We're going to talk about five top offseason storylines that we want to break down heading in to free agency, which starts on March 11th. We're about three weeks away till that, but some stuff will be going on. We're going to talk about it. Mr. Eric Warnsey. Beside me, how we doing? Good, Brian. Good. Yeah, we're just just gonna take a little peek. Just just yeah. looking into the offseason. Look around the corner a little bit. Yeah, just a little peek. Seeing uh, some teams we'll have our eyes on for sure. I know every team will be active, but these, we're just gonna talk about five teams that we think we could see. We could see these teams making major moves. Yeah. So free agency starts March 11th. That's when teams can start negotiating with uh, with free agents. The franchise tag window just opened, so teams can now start placing the franchise tag, but. It has been a dead lull in the NFL offseason, dude. Being an NFL news editor at the yeah. time, Warnsey is not uh, not the most thrilling job in the world. I'll tell you that. So you're saying you're working hard? Yeah, I'm working hard on Twitter, YouTube. You know, yeah, I watching shit, just waiting for news to happen. Yesterday, wrote up Tracy Walker getting released, and that was pretty much it for the night. Oh, Tracy Walker. <laughs> yeah, wow, that, that was the big news. Like that's that's where we're kind of at. But things are going to start to pick up. So, like we said. We have five storylines that we're going to discuss, and I think there's only kind of one place to start, in my opinion. And the big storyline, in my for team wise, in my opinion, is how will the Kansas City Chiefs three peat Warnsey? Right? How will they attempt to do it? What will they do? I mean, nobody has gone back to back other than them since the Pats back in 0304. I don't know when the last three peat was. Would it have been the? I don't Cowboys? believe. Yeah, it might have been the Cowboys. I don't know. Are the 49ers in the 90s? I don't know. That's uh, This is good podcasting. We're right off the start <laughs> here. But, yeah, how are the Chiefs going to three-peat? They've, Patrick Mahomes, two years in a row, has broken his own record of winning a Super Bowl with the highest cap hit. And his cap hit's going up again. So he's looking to break that record for a third straight year. That's going to be That's going to be difficult. But why would you bet against Patrick Mahomes? But... Their biggest decision is going to be on the defensive side of the ball. Is that? I'm assuming that's where you want to start. Sorry, one sec. The team has never three-peated in the Super Bowl era. Really? Yes. Whoa. The Miami Dolphins made three straight Super Bowls in the early 70s. The San Francisco 49ers did it in the Joe Montana era. And then the New England Patriots made three from 2017 to 2019, but did not win as well. So. Wow. There we go. No three-peats. So the Chiefs are going to look to pull it off. So, yeah, just the defensive side of the ball is where the, all the questions are with the Kansas City Chiefs. So I'm just going to give us some basic information. They have put out about $15.2 million in cap space. They can restructure some contracts if they would like. Um, Patrick Mahomes can get restructured, so they can move some money there. Joe Tooney can get restructured. Jawan Taylor can get restructured. Warren Z. Wolf on the Jawan Taylor contract. He has a $26 million cap hit in 2026. Wrap your head around that one. Ouch. That contract's not looking too good. They can also move some money on Travis Kelsey's contract. They can create approximately 30 to $35 million in cap space with some restructure. So they have some dough, but everyone knows at this point that there are two big free agents on the Kansas City Chiefs that are ready to hit free agency, and that is Chris Jones and Legereus Sneed. So they can tag Chris Jones. It would cost him about $32.1 million because he... I got tagged last year. So the tag gets more expensive, right? If you double franchise tag someone, the second tag, the price goes up. Legereus Dean's tag will cost about $18.8 million. That is a standard for cornerbacks. I'll start with this kind of basic question, Warnsey. If you were Brett Veach right now, 
All right, Warren Z, you are Brett Veach. You are the you are the general manager general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs. How are you attacking this? <sighs> I think you gotta go into it really knowing. I don't think that there's a right or a wrong. I think I think you have to pick one and pay them mm-hmm. and keep that one. Chris Jones, I think, kind of has the longer or the more what's the word I'm saying connection with the city. He's, I think, a bigger star. Yep, been no there disrespect, a while, right? No disrespect to Sneed. But with that being said, Sneed's contract might be a little smaller than Jones, who's probably do- looking for the mega of all mega deals. Mm-hmm. So I would personally probably take Sneed and move on from Jones. Like I say that easily, but Brett Veach has to make that decision knowing that there's a lot of damn Chris Jones jerseys in that jer- in that arena and how do you how do you just tell all those fans yeah we're moving on from him I don't yeah. know so I, I kind of went back and forth on this one uh, I didn't really know what my opinion was going to be when I went into doing the research uh, a couple days ago and I actually think there is now a, a, a scenario or a situation where I think they should go I think they should do whatever it takes to keep Chris Jones yeah he you can make the argument that he is he has more of an impact on the game as a defensive player. Like he's in that top five range. Like he mm-hmm. single handedly affects games at a rate that not very many people do. And it's gonna cause what's his contract though? Like, it's gonna it's, be huge. It's gonna be big, right? He signed a four year eighty million dollar deal four years ago. And that was about market value. Now the defensive tackle market value is way bigger, right? From yeah. four years ago. So and he's gonna turn thirty in July. I think that's also important to know. We start to see defensive tackles kind of hit a little bit of a lull here. Like you, you start to see the production go down. Now it's not always the case. Like Fletcher Cox arguably had his best year in his career almost last year, and he was thirty-two. Aaron Donald's still playing well. I think he's up into his thirties, but Aaron Donald's a specimen. He's a one-on-one. Yeah. So you start to see decline happen. But Chris Jones was so damn important for this team last year. You just take a look at his stats. He had 91 pressures, which led the team, 23 quarterback hits, and 10 and a half sacks for them. That is insane production. The only other defensive tackle who had at least 20 pressures was a guy named Tershawn Wharton. Do you even know who a Tershawn Wharton is on the Chiefs? You're talking on the Chiefs. Yeah, on the yeah, Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. He didn't, he was, I believe he was injured by the Super Bowl time. They didn't have him ready um, for that game, but he's also a free agent coming up. They don't have any replacements there. Right. And a cornerback. They have Trent McDuffie, who they're going to need to pay either next offseason or the one after. He's coming up in a contract. And something about uh, the the Chiefs that, that's very interesting is they are so good at developing corner young cornerbacks. They developed sure. Jarrett Seed, right? Yeah, he was a, I think yeah. he was a fourth-round pick um, for them. They have Jalen Watson sitting there who and Joshua Williams, who are really good young corners coming up. They yeah. actually played quite a bit in the Super Bowl. They had about 40% snap share between the two of them. So I think you can easily more replace LeJerry Sneed than Chris Jones. Now, Chiefs fans are probably sitting here listening. If you are one listening to this podcast, you're going, why can't they keep both? It will just cost too much money. Yeah. Even if you even if you tag one and sign the other, like Sneed's tag is up in what, the $18 million range? Yeah, $18.8 million. And Jones would be the double tag, which is over $30 million. And he held out last year on his tag, if you remember, missed a game. Yeah. One of the rare we always go in, in the offseason and say, Oh, he'll be back week one. Don't worry. Jones actually wasn't back yeah. week one. He's he, sitting in the suite, baby. Yeah. And who knows if they lose if they win that game against Detroit, does he hold out again? Yeah, who like, knows how that all if goes? If Kadarius Tony catches that <laughs> football, 
What happens that season for the Chiefs? Who that knows? game was wild. It was Sky Moore of yeah. a big drop as well. I remember on that one. Yeah, there was a bunch of chaos going down. But yeah, like there, it's you can't pay Chris Jones a market value long term contract, which is going to be probably twenty eight to thirty million dollars over a long term period, and tag Sneed. And then you've got no other money elsewhere. You have other holes to fill. You got Drew Tranquil as a free agent. There's a few other guys out there. Charles and who I believe is a free agent as well. Like you have other dudes that are just you kind of have to fill roster spots for. So I don't, I don't think like the long term plan. Like if you want to just have success next year, you might be able to make it work and, and get them all back for one year. But realistically, it's. I think it's like a 90% chance, 95% chance that both of these guys are not going to be back on the Chiefs. And if you have to pick one, I'm taking Chris Jones. He just has more impact on the on the roster over the next two, three years on LeGarrette Sneed. And I just think you've got good options in Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams. Like, Steve Spagnuolo's been really good at developing these guys. So let, let him... Jalen Watson's young. Yeah. He's a kid. Joshua Williams is young. He's a kid. Like, these guys, I think, can take a step up and take over that. And maybe you draft another guy, another cornerback in the draft. Or something, right? Like defensive tackle is a really hard position to, to step in week one. I know cornerback is too, but I just yeah. think Chris Jones is far more valuable to the team's success over the next three, four years than Nigeria's need would be. Yeah, no, I like the argument. I do think it's important to know going in, whatever dis- route Veach takes, it's going to be a hard pill to swallow mm-hmm. either way. You're l- likely losing an elite player at a v- both very important positions. Yeah. So that, but that's what happens when you're good. I don't feel bad for him. Screw it. They want back to back. Chiefs fans are due for yeah. a little bit of sadness. And it's funny because Super Bowl champions usually have coordinators leave, right? Usually have two, one or two coordinators getting head coaching jobs. Both are back. Your Nobody starting wants quarterback. Matt Nagy? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, do you think the C Spagnola thing is interesting? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm baffled that teams didn't even just want to talk to the guy. For interviews, right. you know what I mean. Like, why not just interview the guy? He said yeah. openly he wants a head coaching job before he retires. Really? Yeah, so why not that. like just talk to the guy? It's kind of weird. It's there must be something going on behind the scenes that the teams know that we don't. But if I was a, running a team, that would be one of the first guys I'd want to talk to if yeah, I was having a head okay. coaching job, just to like maybe get some intel on what the hell they're doing over there. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's going to be Chris Jones. I, I think Brett Veach will probably go that way. And the next uh, thing with the Chiefs is. This is going to be the big conversation for them from free agency and, and trade. Should they target a big name wide receiver? And I guess I'll pass the ball to you. If you are Brett Veach and the Kansas City Chiefs, are you going Ooh. big duck hunting for a wide receiver this offseason? Uh, I don't know. Two years in a row, they've won the Super Bowl without investing at the wide receiver position. It's been crazy. No other team is. <laughs> if you take doing a look it. at the receiving stats, so Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice. Each had about 950 yards. Kelsey, 984. Rasheed Rice, 938. Can you name the third leading receiver on the Chiefs from last year? It's got to be Kadarius Toney. No. No. He would be, he's down there. It's Justin Watson. Justin With Watson. 27 catches for 460 yards. That was the third yeah. leading oh, receiver warranty. They had at least, they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys with at least 200 receiving yards. That's They spread the ball out like any other team I've ever seen. Yeah, but none of these guys make any money, which is like part of why mm. you can, I guess, do that. Do they take a look at wide receiver? I, you'd like to. I think you're also hoping Sky Moore takes a step, and that nine, whatever you number you had, goes up, put up ticks about two to three hundred yards, and becomes the go-to guy in that offense. Like Kelsey is getting a little older. Take he. I don't know if you can rely on Kelsey for. 
a hundred catches no. next year. Like you need, you almost Maybe need to save him year. for. He's yeah. the best. He's ar- arguably the best um, pass catcher in playoff history. He just broke Jerry Rice's record for catches. You need that guy in the playoffs. So I don't know if you can bank on him for seventeen games, a hundred balls in the regular season. Sky Moore needs to take a lot of that. <laughs> pressure off of him yeah he he's a guy that they'd be looking to step up Rasheed Rice is also a guy like he so he had a hundred and two targets he was second on the team behind Kelsey with 938 oh, sorry, yards. I meant Rasheed yeah. Rice to develop yeah, my bad. even yeah, though yeah, but yeah. even you're right with Sky Moore as well like they spent a high draft pick on him yeah they, they yeah. could use him to develop as well Rasheed Rice is a guy you're looking to basically jump into like a top 20 25 receiver I think he's got potentially that juice to do it I don't think they really need to go big wide receiver spending here. No, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Because you've two years in a row, they've won with this structure. Yeah. So if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Just They do have a hole at left tackle. Donovan mm-hmm. Smith is a free agent. I mean, they did what they got out of him last year. I believe that was like a one-year, like $6 million deal. They got him deal. in like June. Yeah. May or something, what they right? got out of him, I guess you could say, wasn't yeah. like terrible for the contract. But I don't think you can bank on that one again. So they got a, that... That could be their biggest hole, I think, offensively, yeah. left tackle. I feel like offensive tackle is something they're going to hit in the draft. They're going to probably want to develop a young guy to step up and yeah. be the kind of long-term well, offensive tackle for the, the future. This is the draft for offensive tackles, yes. but they are picked Offensive 32. tackle and cornerback. If you need an offensive tackle and a cornerback, this is your draft class to do it. A um, couple more things on the, on the Chiefs before we move on. So you, we brought up with Rice and Sky Moore that they needed to, to step up. I, I don't think like the offense is just missing this big play wide receiver that everyone thinks it is. This is baffling warns. If you take a look at since 2019, the average air yards per touchdown to Patrick Mahomes has had 2019 was 17.3 2020 13 2021, 8.5 yards, 2022, 4.5 yards last year. Patrick Mahomes average touchdown air yards was 3.9 yards. They have revolutionized their offense where they don't need a big play receiver. Yeah. They do heavy sets. We talked about it heavily on the Super Bowl preview podcast where they have been dominating with the, the heavy tight end sets. Just pound the rock. And I don't think teams are just going to magically find this formula to defeat it. So, like, I don't really realistically think they need to go big wide receiver spending hunting. I don't think that's what they're no, going to do. I mean, yeah. If they wanted to pay a big wide receiver, they would have done it three yeah. years ago when they had Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So, they're not doing it now. A couple wide receivers, I think, are interesting fits, though. Like, they don't have to spend big, but I think there's a couple guys out there. You're familiar with one of these guys. What about a Darnell Mooney to the okay. Chiefs? Okay, I don't mind. Darnell Mooney's kind of kind of becoming an afterthought in this free agent wide receiver class. Yeah, I kind of forgot that he was a free agent. To be honest, mm-hmm. if I'm being that's bad as a Bears fan, but <laughs> well, like, he didn't. I don't he, know. he didn't have a good year last year, right? Well, he wasn't. Yeah. He didn't have a productive like, year. The fields to Mooney. Weird. The fields to Mooney. Uh, like target share was one of the least successful pairings of the NFL season last year, but he did. Have a big year? Was it twenty? He had a thousand yards the year before, or was it two years, two years ago? Years before, yeah. That. So he he's got he's still a younger guy. He's, he's got speed. So I think the Chiefs will look at that. Paris Campbell, I think, is kind of interesting for them. I think what they'll do is they'll probably find a guy like that, just that can yeah, really stretch like, the field a little bit. They're going like to cut two year deal type guy. Yeah. They're not going to be going for the the long term. Yes. Big they're, money. They're going to cut Marcus Valdez Scantling. He's got a big cap hit, so he, they're going to need some sort of speedster, but. Honestly, like just looking at the Chiefs roster and and the people that are becoming free agents, they're set up nicely, in my opinion, to get a run on another three peat. I think people are <laughs> well, overreacting as as, to the the Snead and Chris Jones thing. As long as you have number fifteen in your yeah, building, exactly. you have a good chance at the three peat. All right, Warnsy, what you got for me? All righty. Well, 
I kind of want to talk about my Bears, to be honest, because I do think they're going to be... <sighs> Would you have them at the top as the most talked about team this offseason? They own or? the draft. Yeah. And, and they, they literally own the draft. They have picks number one and number nine. Yeah. And then they've got the second most cap space in the league. And the second most cap Maybe space. Maybe more first now after the... Right. They cut Eddie Jackson and Cody Whitehair and yeah. freed up $20 million So cap I think they space. might have jumped Washington... So number one, so they've right. got they've got all the resources they can ask for. Exactly, and I guess let's let's start on the defensive side of the ball because then we'll save the offensive side where the bigger conversation is. There's really only one thing that needs to be discussed about the defense, and that's Jalen Johnson's contract. Is he going to become a free agent? Are they going to tag him? Or are they going to um, pay him a long term contract? They've been talking. The, the sides have been going back and forth for a contract for what feels like years probably actually about a year and a half and they haven't been able to come to terms all Jalen Johnson did this season was become an all pro yep so he kind of put his money where his mouth is and said he requested a trade last year right and then he rescinded it yeah deadline right and they couldn't figure out a landing spot for him no yeah he's basically he was given permission to seek a trade Mm -hmm. I believe and one never really materialized that could be agreed upon, and then Jalen Johnson, to his credit, literally became uh, was second team All Pro this year at cornerback. That's a, quite the accomplishment. He wants to reset the cornerback market and become the highest paid corner in the league. I mean, every corner is going to say that, right? That's what you want publicly to be. He, he wants his money. Bear, Bears have the money to do it. I, I, you said this is the year in the in the draft for cornerbacks. But I, just where the Bears are structured, I think all their draft picks or their premium draft picks need to be used on the offensive side of the ball. Yep. I'm okay with paying Jalen Johnson, even if it is like a an overpay. I would pay him all day yeah. and, to, and under the sun. A- anytime. One of my biggest pet peeves with teams is when they let young homegrown talent walk out the door when you have the money to, to keep the young homegrown talent. Right. The Bears have the money. He wasn't technically Poles draft pick though, right? Yeah. Like Poles doesn't have that like that's attachment. Fair. It wasn't he was he's literally the only guy from the old regime that's pretty much still here with the Eddie Jackson cut. Like that's that. Fair. Okay. He, it is pretty much but he was also a rookie and that his his rookie year was um wow, why am I blanking on or Matt Nagy's last year. Yes. So I he, this year he he earned the contract. That's all I'll say. And he's also ridiculously young. He's going to be yeah. 25 years old. He'll be 25 when the week one kicks off. Yeah. So I I'm okay with that. Around the other the defense, it's kind of they already made their big uh, splash on this side of the ball when they traded for Montez Sweat and gave him his contract. Do they look at another defensive end because Yannick Nagakwe is gone? That was never long term. Chris thing Jones felt like feels like the perfect if he did. If oh, he, come on. But if he did, that's the guy you were opening the bank for. You think so? Hundred percent, Warnsy. They need you need to like this is you need to start op- spending big money on yeah. premium positions. Cornerback with Jalen right. Johnson, of course, and like you want a big like a defensive tackle is the most that important position on defense. Jalen Johnson and. Chris Jones would be basically what the Chiefs are wish they could do. They don't have the cap space mm-hmm. for it. The Bears actually do, but that would be like fifty-five million dollars. I would, but they have the money to do it. Like, yeah. They're they're about <laughs> to reset the quarterback contract, which we'll talk about in a minute. And like, I, I think if you're if you're Chicago, you're going. Let's get young. Let's get not young. Let's get pieces that our quarter young quarterback can build around ASAP. And that Chris Jones would make a ton of sense, but he's realistically not going to hit free agency. 
Yeah, we'll see on that end what they can do. But retaining Jalen Johnson, I think, is priority number one on this side of the ball. Let's talk about the offensive side of the ball. So the Bears are going to draft Caleb Williams. I am completely 100%. Are you sold on, on that? Yeah, I told you I was like 99.9% a while ago. Now I'm 100%. Let's it go. Just, it welcome, makes welcome sense. to the sunlight. Welcome I to know. the shining. Welcome that to doesn't, the real world. I finally, I've come to terms that if I want Caleb Williams, that doesn't mean that I don't have to not like Justin Fields. I can still like Justin Fields and hope he does well, and I still think he will do well. But resetting the quarterback contract. Do you want to even talk about Caleb Williams now, or should we save that for draft preview What, what do you want to talk about with him? There's red flags uh, here. Of course there is. Everywhere. Yeah. Every, no one's a perfect prospect, Warnsy. I know, but it's just like... The guy didn't doesn't speak after losses to end years. It's got a, it sounds like he's got a little bit of a, a quirky personality. In Chicago, name one quarterback who doesn't have a weird personality. I don't know Justin Fields <laughs> in Chicago. If you if you don't if you blow off the media like that, they're, they're coming for I don't, your throat. I don't, but like, like I think it's different in college and NFL. I don't think you have to, right? Like you are obligated, contractually I mean. obligated to speak in college. I don't think there's yeah. rules for any of that stuff, right? Like I, uh, I wouldn't worry about his personality. Yeah, I would worry about his on-field issues more than his off-field issues. The on-field yeah. issues, the USC offense was kind of a mess last year. Yeah, it wasn't like like it was him. It was him dominating, but he made a lot of mistakes. Like there yeah. was like his film and the year before was a lot prettier than his film last year. Yeah, if you're a Caleb Williams lover, you're using his 2022 tape, exactly. not his 2023. There was tape. a lot of like running around, throwing into to crowded areas, like. There was it wasn't the greatest college year of, of for a, a number one overall pick. Having said that, the USC offense was also a disaster. I think um, I don't think uh, God Riley Lincoln Riley did a very good job running that offense last year. The offensive line was a disaster. He didn't have the best weapons, so there are there are some things you can pinpoint there. But like yeah. I, I do think this is as solid as a number one overall prospect as you're going to find in yeah. a draft. Like, probably the best in yeah. Trevor Lawrence, right? Yeah, and. It's actually crazy to say that there was a second where they could have traded the first overall pick two years in a row. Like, you just can't do that. Like, you have to, if you're given the first overall pick, like, you just have to take a quarterback. Like, it, I'm it's so kind proud of, of you, Wardsy. Like, you're the most sane Bears fan I've seen right now. You're you're coming to the lay. You're coming to the, the good right. side. You're realizing the situation that you're in. Yeah. And the one thing that's driven me nuts, I don't get why Bears fans are not more excited about this. Right. I, I mean, it's, it's, I remember being so jealous when the Trevor Lawrence to the Jags, mm -hmm. but what do you think Justin Fields' trade value is? It's I've been we've been we've been like brainstorming trade ideas at work. We, I think we've we've done it in through through text messages and stuff. I still keep going back to the Sam Darnold deal from from three years ago, and people are going to go Sam Darnold sucks. Well, the Panthers didn't know that when they made the trade. Uh, yeah. they, they somewhat did, but like at the time of the trade, it was. It seemed like an overpay, but you're going to get an overpay. I think it's going to be a conditional third that can turn into a second or can turn into a fourth, something along those lines, and maybe an added fifth-round pick. I think conditional picks are underutilized things in trades, right? If you yeah. do well, you no, get more. I, like, I don't like. I would like a second conditionally, maybe a first. I don't think that's going to yeah. happen. I don't think you're getting a first-round pick for Fields. And this, it's nice to tail into the, the there next are people. There are, like, there are people on Twitter who are – more connected than us that have said they could he could get a first. I just don't know if don't it's a it's team a, that's going to match it. Yeah. Like I don't know what the the thing 
is Steelers. there's not a lot of like veteran. There's not a lot of teams out there that are, like that are going to need a veteran quarterback, which we can get into in a minute. But I think a conditional third turns into a second, and then a fifth on top of it. If you can get like a second and a fifth, you 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 take the deal. Who knows how quickly they want to do this as well? So there are reports that uh, Ryan Poles is going to speak to the media and basically say Fields is open for trade at the Combine next week, which the Combine will start to pick up a, pl- a bunch of rumors and stuff. All the GMs mm-hmm. are in one place, right? Yeah. People start talking. You get you get maybe a little drink on you in Indianapolis. You know, you you start to say some stuff. So I think we'll find out, like, next week that they'll, they'll put you on to trade him. And it might be just the first, like, give me the first team to give me a second-round pick. Fields is yours kind of thing, right? I, I don't really know what Pulse is oh, thinking here. you got to shop. You got to shop there because I – I do think there are some teams that are lower in that first round there that could just be jealous or like or not what's the word like worried that if we get to free agency we're we're stuck with Baker Mayfield paying him forty million dollars a year I don't know and yeah that, that's what I'm saying how quick do teams want to do this how, yeah I so don't like know. how if, quick does polls want to do this because free agency like I said opens in three weeks and yeah. you probably want to know who your quarterback is or you want to know if you can get a quarterback in the draft. By the time free agency starts, like you, this is the yeah. time where NFL GMs are in the drawing board figuring the shit out for the quarterback position now. And yeah. so I, I, uh, I, the Justin Fields thing is almost the biggest of the offseason, right? Like yeah. this, this trade, it will kind of dictate how the draft goes, what teams do going forward. It, he is the big, uh, he is the big chip here to, uh, to move to kind of get things going. Yeah. Just because I'm a dreamer, I am thinking first round pick. Pittsburgh at 20. Tampa Bay at 26. I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Both those teams don't have quarterbacks currently. I think that would be crazy to give a first-round pick for Justin Fields. I'm sorry. Yeah. He just, he's un, he, to me, he's still an unproven commodity. And I think teams know that as well. Yeah. It's – it's. I think he has the skills to be, to reach a higher ceiling than what he is right now. With the right place, with the right place around him, I don't know. I just every year he's gotten better, in my opinion. I do think he's going to continue to get yeah. better. No, you're fair, and maybe a better situation, maybe a change of scenery could fix it. Did you see the the Instagram stuff going down with Justin Fields? Have you heard about uh, this yet? So it went on went viral on Twitter yesterday that Justin Fields unfollowed the Bears on Instagram, <laughs> and everyone went crazy. And realistically, he unfollowed them two weeks ago. It was already been talked about, but it went viral yesterday. And he's actually jumping on. He already recorded the episode, but you know the St. Browns, like Equinamius and Amon Ra, they have a podcast together. Okay. So Justin Fields is on that podcast, and the 33rd team, the, the company that's hosting it, teased it out yesterday. And they the teaser for it was them talking about the Instagram stuff. Okay. So maybe we get, we haven't listened, like, as we're recording right now, it's Wednesday yeah. morning. I'll be, maybe, I know what I'm listening yeah, to on my go. drive to I don't work. Know exactly yeah. what time I dropped that, but we might get some clarity on exactly what's going on with him. I don't think he's very, like, I don't think he's going to shit on the Bears. I think no. he's probably not going to say much. But, he's probably going to say I deleted yeah. Instagram. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and like, he knows he's getting traded. Like, he's not stupid. His agent isn't stupid. They know what's coming. Yeah. Or even, yeah, in the second round pick, I think it's around pick 40, is Atlanta. He's from Georgia. I could see him. Georgia boy. I could see him happily returning to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah there's a bunch of good fits here, and I think this transitions nicely into my second topic, which is the quarterback carousel in 2024. It's a very lame quarterback carousel this year, Warren Z. You, some, it's usually overhyped every year, but this one, I, there's not a lot going on. No, I, I, it's overhyped extremely every year, yeah. and every year it's if you want a quarterback, 
in free agency, you're paying like Ryan Tannehill. Like, or if you trade one, you're you're paying war. Like look at the Broncos with Russell Wilson and stuff like that. So yeah, like trading for Derek Carr last yeah. year. Why was that exciting? <laughs> why was like why was Well he like, was he was cut, right? And then he signed or, there. Yeah, and it was right. the it was the worst contract of the offseason. <laughs> yeah. We said it then and it still is. They're still stuck with them. And they're gonna have yeah. to restructure that contract. Well, like like look at what both those teams are the with the Raiders with Jimmy G's contract and the Saints with Carr's contract. We kind of said that the the Raiders basically just went from Carr to Jimmy G. Like, what was the point of that? (laughs) And Jimmy G got suspended for two games with PEDs. And that actually helped the Raiders because now they can get out of the guaranteed money. I... Oh, that's sad. Did Mark Davis Davis slip an Adderall in his drink or something? Somebody did Someone put something in Jimmy Garoppolo's drink. Because it's just too easy for the Raiders for this all to work out like this. I don't know. Anyways, we're not going to talk about owners drugging people here. Um, All right. So these are the veteran quarterbacks that I think that are potentially available, if not fully available. And that could be starters next year. Justin Fields, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson, and I have Ryan Tannehill in here because <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling I, he's going to start somewhere. I don't know. So those are the five, all right? And they're not very exciting names. I think Kirk Cousins is the best of the bunch. I think you probably put Fields next, Baker, but, Wilson, whoa, Tannehill. Whoa, whoa. Remember when you're signing Kirk Cousins, you're signing a guy off a torn Achilles. That's fair, but he was balling before the Achilles injury. I think he, he recovered nicely. Like I think he's the better of these. Like If you want to win next year, if right. you think you're going right. to win next year, I think Kirk Cousins is the guy that you would go after. I give you that. For Here sure. are the teams that I think are open to a veteran quarterback starting for them next year. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the Atlanta Falcons, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the New England Patriots, the Denver Broncos and the Minnesota Vikings. All those teams, in my opinion, are open to a veteran starting. Now, having said that, I don't think all those teams are going to get a veteran to play for them. There's one team. You name more teams than quarterbacks available. (laughs) There's one team here that that sticks out to me that will have a veteran. Well, one of these guys is going to be a Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Steeler, in my opinion, Warrensy. Right. They have to. Yeah. I think the Steelers are destined for a, a, a veteran quarterback. I completely agree. I mean... I've, I'm as low on Kenny Pickett as anybody, but the way their roster is set up right now is to win now. They're spending the most money in the NFL on defense. That's not really the way you want to do it mm-hmm. in 2024, but that's the way they're doing it. So they need to try to win now, and Kenny Pickett, I think, has proven that his his ceiling is not playoff-worthy. Yeah. It's time to move off from Kenny Pickett. Yeah. It's time, Steelers fans. The Steelers fans have this like, obsession with him. He is it's a pit a, guy, right? Yeah, and he was a first-round pick. I get it, but it's it's time. 33 quarterbacks have been have taken at least 600 snaps over the last two years. He ranks 26 in the eight paper play. And this is a big one that people just almost like gloss over. He was benched for Mason Rudolph in the playoffs. Right. People just forget that. Mason, he was healthy in the playoffs. He did not play. Mason Rudolph outplayed him. This yeah. Year. Like, Mason Rudolph. He was healthy. Like people just act like he was injured. He was recovered after two weeks. He was the backup quarterback in a playoff game last year. How can you possibly say he's your starter the next year? I completely agree, man. They need to move on. It's time. And I was a Kenny Pickett believer last year. I've 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 accepted it. I've accepted he's not the guy. I I just if Steelers fans follow my lead. I'm telling you, right? It's, like, it's so, night. It's brighter on the other side. Yeah, I guess I just look at it. It's so crazy that the Bears could get a first for Justin Fields. But if you remember, Kenny Pickett, I think was pick 17 overall. So like he was pick, tw- he was 20. And he was what? 20. They have picked 20 right now. Like, yeah. why wouldn't the why is it so crazy that that could be Justin Fields instead of Kenny Pickett? Like, yeah, using but, that that pick was a disaster. Yeah, but like, you don't just you can't just say like, oh, this they did. I know, this. but they valued they the, 
It's just I don't know. It's yeah, but I guess symmetry with pick twenty. It's it, in hindsight, yes, but it's now that you know what happened. Now that you know Pickett's this way, yeah. it's hard. You can't really value trades. I get what you're saying, but like I think the Steelers are going to have one of these guys, Justin Fields. We banged the Steelers, Justin Fields drum the last exciting. month, right? We we we've said that's a great fit. So I think that makes sense. Now the other teams are. are very interesting. Yeah, because I don't. Sorry, just still on the Steelers. I don't know if Kirk Cousins really fits that style. Like, the, I, I don't think I it'll don't be know. Cousins. I think it'll be a Fields, or they they bring a Ryan Tannehill. We we discussed that, yeah. which would be worst case scenario. Yeah. Do they trade for Russell Wilson potentially? There's rumors there. Like, yeah. I just think they're going where, to add one of those veteran guys. Right on. And so, where do you have? Where's your best Kirky uh, yeah, fit? So this is where I was going to go next year because the rest of the teams. If you take a look at the draft board, Warrenzi. It's very interesting how all these teams lined up. So I'm just going to name the teams that I said again. We already talked about Steelers. So it's Falcons, Raiders, Bucks, Patriots, Broncos, Vikings. In the draft this year, Minnesota's got 11. Denver's got 12. Las Vegas got 13. Three of those teams are sitting there in the draft in trade-up range, all needing a quarterback, potentially. Now, the Minnesota Vikings I'll start with because they you, you brought up Kirk Cousins. I am like 50-50 right now that he's going back there. It was like 80 to 20 to me that he was going back there about two weeks ago. The longer this lingers, something's fishy here. So I wrote a story at the score two days ago. It was reported by Albert Breer Sports Illustrated that they're unwilling to give him a fully guaranteed contract. The past regime, past regime sorry, did it twice. Yeah. Remember in 2018, they, they gave him that three year, I think it was like $85 million fully guaranteed. That was like the first fully guaranteed contract of any quarterback. Mm-hmm. Then the next year, then two years later, they, they gave him a two year extension to re up and fully guaranteed money. And then Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer get fired. The new regime comes in and they're looking, going, we're not doing that. You're coming off a torn Achilles. I have a feeling that if Kirk Cousins was a hit to free agency, he could probably get a fully guaranteed contract, correct? Maybe he wants a short term deal, yeah. yeah. And they can't franchise tag him, so they he's going to hit the open market if they can't agree to a deal here. And I don't know, there's just something about this, like with Kirk Cousins' agent being one of the best agents in the NFL. The guy's been the most handsomely paid quarterback of like our generation. The amount yeah. of money that that guy's made, I, I just I don't know. There's something telling me that Cousins is going to play for another team in 2024. Now that could be the Las Vegas Raiders. That could be the Denver Broncos. That could be the Atlanta Falcons. Those are the three teams that I would keep an eye on for Kirk Cousins there. And then potentially returning to the Vikings. But I don't know, Warren C. What do you yeah. think about that? You think think I'm on onto something here? <sighs> yeah. I I think if you're the Vikings, you almost you you can't lose Kirk Cousins, though. Because I do where they are in the draft, you said 11, 12, 13, all those teams. One of those teams is going to make the mistake of drafting J.J. McCarthy. Just we'll, <laughs> we'll be zoning in and trying to figure out which team that is. The J.J. But, McCarthy thing is getting out of hand right now. Yeah, but it's, I... We need to get closer to the draft so we can all get our sanity back. Yeah, if you're the Vikings, I think you, you're you basically looking at what? Kirk Cousins, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix? Like I, but like, I, I think, think you got to go Kirk Cousins. So the... I think one of those teams is trading up. Maybe two. Like I think one of the two, But I think, for what? Because the, the Jaden Daniels potentially. Uh, no, I think Bo the first Nicks. three 
so we're getting way oh Bo Nix, come on with that. <laughs> but, He's gonna be a top fifteen pick, Warzy. Whether you like it or not, Bo Nix is getting drafted top fifteen. That's and JJ crazy. McCarthy, unfortunately, like that is insane. A, team, a general manager is gonna get fired for drafting JJ McCarthy in the top ten. He's going to be a top ten pick. It's, it's insanity. But okay, so here's a couple come scenarios on. where I could see a trade up. We're, we're getting way too deep in the draft right now. But fuck it, right? But here. I think Jaden Daniels is gone at three. So I but don't is think it the New England up. Patriots taking him. Yes, that is the I thing. do. You think so? Okay, I am. I was there. I was with you about two weeks ago. The longer I sit with this, something is telling me that the Patriots are not going to bite on a quarterback this year. They don't have a lot of talent. But I think the third pick will be a quarterback. I just don't know if the Patriots are making that pick. Right. Well, (laughs) now it's not Bill making the decisions. The Patriots just go crazy and start trading back and doing all this. But they need to to infuse this team with young talent. Yeah, they need as many picks as possible. They need as many picks as possible. Like if you draft Jaden Daniels, who is he throwing the ball to? Demario yeah. Douglas, yeah. who's blocking for him? Like yeah. they have a lot of issues around the quarterback. So I don't know if this year is potentially the right move. I would like if I'm a team, and if I really like, J- it all depends on if they like Jaden Daniels too. Like we need to know what their scouts think. Like who yeah. knows what they think of the guy that building? So they could trade down. What if Ari- what if New England falls in love with Marvin Harrison Jr. and takes him at three? Right? Then Arizona's sitting there at four. Does the team trade up there to get him? What if Ooh. what if uh, Malik Neighbors or Roma Dunze goes at four and the Chargers are sitting there going, uh-oh, we don't have a receiver to go with? We could trade down at five. The New York Giants at six is also like a, a, a turning point here. Do they think we could take yeah. a quarterback, right? Like yeah. what if they don't want to move on? They want to move on from Daniel Jones, sorry. There is a, a lot, lot going on about, here, yeah. right? There's a lot of trade-up avenues for these teams is basically what I'm trying to say. So mm-hmm. I think the, the Vikings, Broncos, and Vegas are going to be very active in the trade-up market for a quarterback. And I'm curious, like, I think the quarterback carousel this year is more interesting with the draft than it is the veteran guys, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Because the name we haven't talked about is Russell Wilson. I don't know if that's even, (laughs) does that excite anybody? I don't know. I don't know what teams think of him. He's going to start somewhere next year. I don't know where it's going to be. But he's yeah. going to start somewhere. Well, doesn't what's the deal with it? I haven't looked into his contract. Like it, they'd have to bite a bunch of d- dead money. Um, but they, he's tradable. Like his contract yeah. is tradable after June first, which they can designate that trade to happen. Then so he could be on the move. Uh, but and like to me, it feels like Sean Payton probably wants to start over. Right? It was, yeah. Russell Wilson wasn't his guy. Like Russell yeah. Wilson, he didn't pay Russell Wilson. So. Yeah. The like, there's a bunch of kind of those teams in the middle of the draft that will uh, that we're gonna follow. The, we haven't talked Baker. Oh yeah, I, I think Baker ends up back with the Bucks. I think that's how it ends up. Yeah, I could see that, but I guess his contract is gonna be the most interesting to me. Like, what is the years that a team is willing to commit to Baker Mayfield? Like, how can yeah. you possibly I, go higher than two? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't think know. you got to like, structure kind of like the Bake the Geno Smith contract last year, yeah, where it's like a one year deal. Than Gino. No, for sure. Like, if I'm Baker's agent, I'm going. I want the 35 guaranteed smackaronos right off the gate per year for like three yeah. years. Like, I want 100 million guaranteed, which I don't know if we'll get. What's funny about the Bucks is they've got a ton of free agents this year. Yeah, Mike. Evans, <laughs> I don't know how they much. haven't been able to get uh, to a deal. They've been going back and yeah, forth, and I, apparently they're far apart. I don't know how like what the priority of Baker Mayfield is in the Bucks room because Mike Evans free agent, Devin White, Levante David is free agent, Antoine Winfield Jr. is a free agent. Yeah. Like their cores, What's all they're all getting, they're all free agents. Yeah. Um, so I don't know exactly what they think of Baker in the building. Like he brought them to the divisional round, but. How fluky was that division around? How good realistically were there? Do they think, okay, we're a couple pieces away with Baker to win? Like, who knows what the Bucs are thinking? They're a very hard team to read in general. So uh, I, I do think he ends up back with the Bucs. I think that's the most likely scenario, but who knows? 
So that is the quarterback here. So anything else to add on to that? No, sir. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with our two final storylines. The Double Doing Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is hard. It's especially hard when you don't have someone you can open up to. Not everyone is comfortable talking to their friends and family about their personal matters or anything that is bothering them on a day-to-day basis. Mental health is so important to continue success in this world. Therapy is a great way to regroup and get everything off your chest. Insert BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the largest online therapy service, 100% online. They will match you with professional licensed therapists you can trust. You can talk with your therapist however you see fit, by a text, phone call, or video chat. BetterHelp has successfully helped over 4 million people worldwide deal with their day-to-day mental health issues. Use the link in the podcast description to get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp. I want to talk about this. I don't know if you saw this, but... So Nick Sirianni took his new coaching staff to Geno's Steakhouse in Philadelphia. Kellen Moore, Vic Fangio, those guys. And Warnsy, Nick Sirianni looks absolutely cooked in the picture. It's like he ate an edible for breakfast. Uh, Like he looks so stoned. Good. That makes me like him more. (laughs) Here's a question for you. Sirianni's such a polarizing (laughs) subject all of a sudden. I don't want to think of the guy. Every picture, he looks rocked. Like he, I don't know what's Probably going on. Probably doesn't sleep. <laughs> yeah, he looks like in that picture. It also looks like he hasn't slept in forever. I just want to throw this question for you. If you could smoke weed with one head coach in the NFL, who would it be? Oh man, I mean, I've never even thought of something That's like that. That's stuff that I think about. I guess Andy Reid. That's where I'm going 100. Yeah, yeah. Andy Reid. Imagine like drawn up plays on in and out napkins yeah. with big red after a nice little blunt. Yeah. That would be jokes, Just dude. grabbing a burger and fries yeah. with Andy Reid. <laughs> yeah. That would be hilarious. I think that's the one. Dan Campbell would be kind of interesting. You know, see him a little mellowed out. Yeah, or, but, he, but he would maybe freak out because he's he's heart rated. Yeah, he's panic. He can't he, well, he, doesn't he drink like four espresso yeah. shots a day or something like that? Yeah. The craziest coffee order. Those are the two that came to mind. Andy Reid would definitely be the one that I would go after. Yeah, definitely Matt Aberflus. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Orzi, two more storylines. What you got for me? A team, I just, I want to talk about what they can do this offseason because this was my preseason Super Bowl pick last year, and it was obviously a huge flop, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. Going into the season, we said, I kind of, we kind of agreed that this, the window was kind of this year. Like that was their, the year where Burrow was still on a smaller cap hit, Chase was on a smaller cap hit, Higgins was on a smaller cap hit, and I think a lot of, they're going to get a pass, a free pass by the media because Joe Burrow got hurt. And, hey, Burrow hurt. That What can you do? Better luck next year. Was, this Bengals defense was bad this year. They were 23rd on the season in DVOA. That was a, that's a 17-game sample size now. We're not just for the first half of the season when it was really struggling. Just it's That's a full season of 23rd in DVOA. And this was the second most expensive defense in the NFL last year. Now, there is money coming off the books defensively. DJ Reader and Chidobia Wujie are both uh, free agents. And they were expensive, too. Exactly. So those guys are off the books. But then again, DJ Reader was good one of their player. better players. Yeah, yeah. Player. So I don't know how this unit defensively is going to improve while offensively they have to hand out monster contracts yes. to their wide receivers. So I, I'm worried that the Bengals' window did, in fact, close last year. And because Burrow's injury, we didn't really talk about it or, like, look into it that closely. Yeah, it I is. mean, you do have Joe Burrow as your quarterback, so your window's never completely closed. Mm-hmm. But 
Like, let's talk. What is Jamar Chase's contract going to look like? Thirty-two million upwards of that, because Tyree Kill is averaging thirty million a year. Keith, yeah. Justin Jefferson and Jamar Justin Jefferson's contract will probably reset the uh, free agents or wide receiver market. Sorry, which is coming up probably this offseason. Chase will be next offseason. So 32, 35? Yeah. Now, and maybe the, Chase gets paid this offseason. I doubt it. He probably waits one more year, right? Like, if you're the Bengals, you're probably telling Chase, look, hold off for one more year. And you could probably make more money because your your stats weren't as inflated this year. So maybe, like, I don't know what they're thinking with Jamar Chase, but he's probably next year. And you're right. Like, this with Joe Burrow, next year is the last year he's cheap. So in 2024, he's got about a $30 million cap. It's 29.7, which is relatively, it's very cheap for a guy like him. Mm-hmm. 2025, it jumps up to 46 million. 2026, yeah. 48 million, 52 million, 2027. It just gets going higher and higher and higher. So it's, <laughs> it's time to pay up, basically. Yeah. And the one, the, the biggest burning question right now is T. Higgins. If you remember, T. Higgins was the first pick of the second round, his draft class, meaning they don't have that fifth-year option with him. Mm-hmm. He's also been paid like a second-rounder, not a first-rounder so yeah. far in his Show career. Show the money. That's what he's saying. Show the man the money. Yeah. That's what uh, T. Higgins is asking for, and damn right, he deserves it. Yes. He's, a, he's a number one wide receiver on probably 25 teams in the NFL right now. Like He absolutely should be paid like a number one. It's not his fault that they have to pay two guys like a number one, but if they want to keep him around, they have to. And this is I I circle T. Higgins as a straight up holdout candidate if he gets tagged. Like I agree. Like I said, he's a second round he got that second round money so far. He's not like let's talk about the tag for a second in a bigger sense because I I, I don't understand why every player doesn't hold out on a tag. <laughs> yeah, I think the way like the 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 NFL like the NFL PA and the NFL's contract uh like to guy tied together is it's very hard to hold out for these type of things. You you lose money, right? These guys gotta yeah. get paid. The longer you sit out, yeah. the more money you lose, right? These guys aren't Rich T. Higgins is probably has some endorsements going around, but he's probably not the yeah. richest wide receiver. And it's twenty point six million dollars as a tag. That's a lot of dough to kind of just say, I don't want it, and he's young yeah. enough to get paid. Well, I agree with you. Hurt, I think the franchise loses. tag is one of the greasiest like yeah. avenues in any sport. It should shouldn't be there. I, I I get why they have it because it's you want to you want teams to hold on to their 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 homegrown talent. And if you're the NFL, you want it to stay competitive. You don't want teams like players flopping around all the, over the place. But it's it, it's it's tough for these guys. And if you're good, you're going to get tagged. If you can't agree to a long term contract, and he's in like the worst case scenario to get a long term long term contract. Sorry, with the team that drafted him. Yeah, the Bengals are cheap. Like, like, that's the still, other part of this. That, like, I, I don't think people understand how yeah. cheap they are. Like how historically, they are the cheapest NFL franchise in the league. Right. You had that chart. This is thing. yeah. So like, if you take a look at the contracts that they've dished out to players that they've let go. So for instance, they signed Orlando Brown last offseason. He got forty eight percent guaranteed money. DJ Reader got thirty eight percent guaranteed money. Trey Hendrickson only got twenty six percent. Guaranteed money, and they take a look at the guys at the left. Jesse Bates got fifty six percent guaranteed money. Von Bell got fifty seven percent guaranteed money. CJ Uzama got sixty three percent guaranteed money with the Jets. Like they the, just don't pay. Yeah, they yeah. don't. They don't like. They are a pay as you go franchise. Right. They are the. They are the the win mobile of yeah. Canada. <laughs> yeah. Literally, they, yeah. they, they don't. They they don't like to pay up front. So they're in a tough situation. I'll throw this out there. I think there's a realistic shot that T. Higgins isn't a Bengal next year. Yeah, I agree. I 
I think he also not only has extreme trade value, just there are teams that are would their mouths would be watering if T. Higgins was available because wide receiver is gonna be is always a position of need. I don't care who you are. And number one guys just don't become available. If you are the Bears, would you give a second and a third round pick and pay him twenty five million plus? Probably. I'd be okay with that because we also remember the Bears do have an extra second round pick coming next year, courtesy of the Carolina Panthers. So Bears still do have draft capital. I mean, I would I guess that deal has to be done before the draft because if yeah. if at nine they somehow there might be a nice wide receiver available it, there. It's hard to if you're a Bears fan, you want all the quarterbacks and all the offensive tackles taken as soon as possible. Right. In the draft, right? You want you want neighbors or a dune yeah, to fall you. If 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 Joe Alt's there at nine, I'm not yes. I'm not crying. For sure. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I but, think I think the if you're a Bears, you want to pair a quarterback with a receiver or a quarterback with a tackle. That's yeah. where you want to go. I I'm just I don't know if the Bears is realistically the best fit for Higgins, but just in, like he's he's they're an example of a team that could uh that could do it. I'm mm-hmm. curious because a lot of people always think, oh, like tr- it's not a, a we just have to give up a second and third. It's not that you have to also give up a four year market value contract. Yeah, that is like yeah. on top of that. Like you were, it's what the Bears did with Montez Sweat. You have to give up draft yeah. capital and but the again, contract. Similar to like you said about um, Jalen Johnson, like T Higgins is still 25. Right, he's, very young. He's, and he's very young. good. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. top. He's a, he's a number one receiver on what fifteen. I say maybe like more 20, 25. Yeah, like, like a lot of teams in the NFL. He is a yeah. top fifteen receiver in the league. So, and if who knows how good he can be if you get him as a number one as your number one target because he will always be the number two target on a team with Jamar Chase. Exactly. So I, I still just defensively going back to the start. I don't see how the Bengals get better on this side of the ball because they're cheap and have to spend money offensively. Jonah Williams, the right tackle, is also a free agent, so they have to pay a tackle after paying um, Orlando Brown last year, and that contract is looking equally as ugly as Jawan Taylor's in Kansas City. Those guys were kind of linked at the hip because Kansas City passed on Orlando Brown. They Both both contracts didn't work. Yes. Like they, and so now are the Bengals going to dip into the free agent market again? For a tackle after swinging and missing last year, I don't know. I they were my Super Bowl pick this year, but I'm worried about the Bengals' future. To be honest, it sounds like you're fading the 2024 Cincinnati Bengals. Like I, it's Joe Burrow, so you can never like truly be out on them. But I just I don't see how this defense improves. Even though I love my guy Sweet Lou, we both love Sweet Lou. This defense was 23rd in DVOA last year. Yeah. I, I I think they're they look like a in the bottom 20s again. What a wasted year for them this year. They're almost like a complete afterthought. You forgot they even existed in the league yeah. without Joe Burrow. Like, he had the mess at the beginning of training camp with the calf. He gets healthy. He plays a couple games, and then Jake Browning's taking over. It's that was just a rough year for a Bengals fan. And if you're a Bengals fan, you're going, let's get to 2024. Let's keep these guys. Let's get another run. And realistically, it's prob- it might not happen. So. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I'll finish it off. One more storyline. Do you have anything else to in the Bengals before I no, move on? No. All right, one more storyline is the quarterback contracts this offseason. There's going to be some, uh, at least one quarterback reset in the market. So these are the quarterbacks that are due for extensions or could get extensions. Tua Tagovailoa, Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott, Jordan Love, and Jared Goff. So I'll go through one by one what I'm thinking for each team and what they should do. I'll start with the two that I think, or I think three are pretty obvious are going to happen. Actually, two that are obvious that are going to happen, and then one that I would do. I don't know if it's obvious. So the two that I think are going to happen, 
Dak Prescott is going to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL yep. at this point. There's some Start, point this year. It's, it's, it's going to happen. And it's I, going to happen. And the discourse around it is going to be hilarious. Yeah. People are going <laughs> to rip it. People are going to, he's not worth it. It's going to be a very funny moment on social media when it happens. But it's going to happen. He has all the leverage. They cannot tag him. His cap it is $59.4 million. Wrap your head around that. He has a $60 million cap hit next year. So they need to extend him to make that cap hit lower. That is just obvious. You cannot have a $60 million Dak Prescott without a contract after that. If you're Dallas, that's just not good team building. So I think they have no choice. Yeah. No, I... Again, you talked about the free agent quarterback, so you can't go that route. Like, mm-hmm. it, there's no, Dak, what, no matter what you say about Dak, if you're even the biggest Dak hater, has to admit he's a top ten quarterback yeah. in the NFL. Like, Since 2018, there have been 32 quarterbacks with at least 1,500 snaps. Dak ranks second in success rate, only behind Patrick Mahomes. He's right. been a very good quarterback and moving the ball down the field consistently. You know who the you know who the Cowboys equivalent is in the NHL, right? The Leafs. Because what happens as soon as the calendar flips? Like, yeah. I I was thinking about this. When Patrick Mahomes got the ball in overtime, right? He was so confident on the sideline. He's like, we're going to go do this opposite with Dak. You know what I mean? Like, Dak Dak looked like scared in that game against the Packers. Mahomes is the opposite, right? Like, I I, look, Cowboys fans, I'm with you. The the, the playoff stuff has been disappointing. I get the frustration. Yeah. I just feel like Dak's so polarizing. People. There are people that defend him way too much and say he's like an amazing, amazing quarterback and ignore some big warts. But then there are people that literally say he sucks. And it's like he, he does obviously suck. doesn't suck. Yeah. He's it's a somewhere top in the middle. Eight yeah. ten quarterback in the yeah. league. However, you look at it, he just hasn't got it done in the playoffs. And he's gonna have more opportunities to do so in Dallas because he's gonna be there long term. That's just a fact. It's gonna happen. So I think that one, he's gonna reset the market. Like he will be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. That is mm-hmm. <laughs> after the playoff loss. It's crazy to think that's yeah. gonna happen, but He's that's a, race. that's the yeah. scenario that that that's the scenario that the Cowboys put themselves in. So I think that's gonna happen. Jordan Love's gonna get a big contract as well this offseason. Absolute no brainer. I think you pay him a top of the line quarterback deal, like third or fourth highest paid. You try to maybe basically mimic the Jalen Hurts contract and you move forward. I was looking at this. Whoever Jordan Love's agent is should be fired. He only had, he only got paid twelve million dollars last year. They were yeah. they negotiated a one year deal for twelve million. You're telling me you couldn't get Jordan Love more than twelve million dollars? Jordan Love's agent, I don't know who you are or wherever you are, but I think you completely failed well, last year. Well, yeah. Well, I think their bank accounts are going to be looking all right. Yeah, I don't so, know, but I don't know. I felt like I feel like you could have negotiated upwards of to like the fifth year option because the Packers passed on the fifth year option, right? Yeah. So he wasn't paid that last year, and I, I just. I just yeah, feel like- no, I I do I think we don't really need to talk about this one as much because I do think exactly what you said. Yeah. It's a Jalen Hurts contract. Move on. Mm-hmm. He's a top. He was EPA wise. He was a top he was five so quarterback good last, last year, last year. Yeah. Oh. and he could only get better. <laughs> it sucks to be you, Orenzi, Unfortunately, another twenty years of this. Yeah. So Jordan Love's gonna get paid. That's one. Uh, there's one that I'm kind of bought into now. I think the Lions should pay Jared Goff and extend him. I think why not, man? You yeah, were almost there. You kept you were, Ben Johnson exactly. Yeah, like why keep not the band keep, together? Why not give him like a nice two-year, three-year extension? Maybe lower that cap in a bit. It sounds like Goff's a team player who maybe take a team discount. I don't know if he's going to want to break the bank. So, if I'm the Lions, I think I'm doing this. Like I, I think I bought thing, into this. They got a good thing going offensively. Exactly. Right yeah. Now. So why they've been a top five offense the last two years? It sounds like Ben Johnson could even stay longer than next year, right? So, uh, I'm I'm bought in on the Lions keeping Goff. Now there's two here that are very interesting on what these teams do. I think these are like franchise-altering moves. Yeah. Every quarterback contract is, but I think for these two teams it is. 
I'll start with Tua Tagovailoa. I. Uh, this is the I, hardest this one. This is the hardest man. one. The, hardest and one. signing Tua to a long-term contract is a franchise-altering decision, which changes everything for the next four or five years. Mm-hmm. Mike McDaniel didn't draft Tua. Right? This is not his guy. Yeah, he's but not he's the dude. perfect guy for his system. But what success have they had? I know. He has faltered heavily they down the stretch. They scored 70 points one game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They did. <laughs> I don't know. It was more the running backs more than <laughs> yeah, him. But, like, he has faltered down the stretch in basically every season he's had. He has not done well when it hits December, January. You've got a division, you've got a uh, conference with Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. Like, how confident are you in giving him a big deal? He's going to make upwards of $230 million. Yeah. If he they sign him to a contract. If you're Tua's agent, you're going. All right, I want the Jalen Hurts contract. I want at least the Kyler Murray contract, something along those lines. And everyone in his draft class has been paid. Justin Herbert's been paid. Joe Burrow's been paid. Jalen Hurts has been paid. So it's time. Tua's looking around going, I, all my homies that I went with into the NFL are paid. It's time that I get paid, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm a member of Tua and on. You are. You, you are leading the charge. I have been. So would you give him a $230 million deal? <sighs> I think you have to. I I don't want to, but that's the way quarterback contracts work. And then you're stuck with them for four years. Like you, yeah. you have to build around them. It's I, this this one stinks to me. Okay, I wanted to say one thing about two of this year is the in the off season a year ago, the number one topic with Dolph going into the season about the Dolphins was well, two is gonna get hurt. He's not staying healthy. Guess what? He did stay, he did healthy, stay healthy this year. The jiu-jitsu classes worked, eh? They did. He <laughs> laughed at me. He didn't get hurt this year. He learned how to fall. I was actually, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of ripped you on last, last summer's podcast about that. I'm not going to lie. He did stay he healthy. He did stay healthy. There you go. And I do think this Dolphins, the Dolphins were the team this year that maybe I'm biased because I was so heavy on them all season. I give them a free pass because of all their injuries. They were not, they were nowhere near the team preseason that they were going into the postseason. Sure. And... Then they had to play in the third coldest game in NFL history. Two is from Hawaii. You can't do <laughs> but that. That's, that's not thing. fair. But that's, that's the fair. thing. You're going to have to travel to a Buffalo, I a know. Kansas City in the you playoffs. Are. Cincinnati, like, you're going to have to win these games in January, and is Tua the guy to do that? You are. But for me, I guess with Tua going into this year, you had to check th- two boxes, and that was health and playoff success. And he checked one box. So he's getting another year for me. It's unfortunate you have to do the four-year thing, but... Like I, and that's the thing. I don't think they're gonna to his agents can accept anything less than that. Right. Like I don't think there's a scenario here where he sent a two year deal. It's, I also it'll be a four year deal. I also think their offense, the way it's built with this lack of resources in the offensive line, it's all about getting the ball out in two seconds, less than two seconds. You need a straight accuracy quarterback for that system. I don't. I don't think you can just drop in uh, Justin Fields on the. Dolphins and would not be working at all. Like, you know, there's no <laughs> way. Like, the, like, the one, I don't know if McDaniel's in love with him. Like, I don't know what they think of him. Right. Like, who knows? We have no idea what Mike McDaniel's thinking right now. Remember when Sean McVay got rid of Goff? He wanted his new guy. He's like, I couldn't win with him. I'm getting Stafford. McDaniel and McVay are buddies. They know each other, right? Like, who knows yeah. what's, what they're thinking in Miami Dolphins headquarters right now? However, they have been public. Chris Greer, the general manager, has said, we want to keep to it. We're, we're working on a contract, but... This is one of the things. Like this is one I'll see it when I believe it. Like I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what they're gonna do. Like he was again. He was not good down the stretch. However, he did have a very good year. Like forty six hundred passing yards. He had twenty nine touchdowns. Completed about seventy percent of his throws. Like I don't want to take that away from him. But I do think the offense had a lot to do with it. And there were other factors that helped to the success. I yeah. think if you gave Mike McDaniel true serum, I truly believe that he would probably want to move on. But I don't think they have a choice. Yeah, 
All right. That's one. The, the one more, sorry, is Trevor Lawrence. Remember This is another take? discourse one. Yeah. You, he was yeah. your MVP. Yeah. I said he was him. He was him. He was awful. Do you man. still think he's him? No, he ruined my fantasy year. I just, I'm not a Trevor Lawrence guy anymore. Like, he let you down. Eh? It was hard to watch this year. And I guess he was, he was dead in the middle of EPA per play. He was 16th in the league this year in EPA mm-hmm. per play. I don't, I don't know how you can stomach giving him again. Uh, what are we talking? A 200 plus million dollar contract. 255, 260, 270 plus million. That's what we're looking at here. But I, you have to. I, yeah, this is. I think. I think this is different than two. I think you have to pay Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Like I think you give him what he wants. I think you you pay him a long term contract. I still think he has top five potential. Like I still think he's got it in him. He's got tools. Like I don't want to. Like he had a disappointing year um, from all angles. But I still do think that he's got potential. Having said that, we are the only podcast in the fucking world that's criticizing him right now. Yeah. When are we allowed yeah. to start criticizing Trevor Lawrence? When is like? Is it next year? Is it the two yeah. years? Because since 2021, there have been 23 quarterbacks who have played at least 1,200 snaps. He ranks 18th in EP per play out of those 23. He's been below average since he's entered the league. The guys yeah. behind him are Mac Jones, Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, Russell Wilson, Baker, and Zach Wilson. That's the company he's sitting in right now over since he's entered the league. Now, his rookie year, you could basically throw out. It was a disaster with Urban Meyer. Yeah. I'll give you that. Even if you take out 2021, he's still about below average. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, when can we see improvement? Now, I think there's a lot of factors going into that. Trent Bulky, in my opinion, is literally the worst general manager in the league by yeah. far. Remember, like we talked about this like what three weeks ago, a month ago. Remember the clean slate they had? They've only got eleven million dollars in cap space right now. Eleven. They're yeah. bottom half of the league. They paid a bunch of guys that they should not have paid. And Warner, they need two new starting wide receivers and three new starting offensive linemen. Yeah. So they like they are tied up here. I don't know how Trent Bulky's still employed. It baffles me. So and I think biggest, he's got other things working against him. It's not just his fault. But their best defensive player, Josh Allen's a free agent. Yeah, like, he's, he's going to get gonna franchise be... tagged. They're not oh, letting. Okay, okay, they're yeah. not letting him leave the door. That, He'll yeah. get tagged. He's like a prime candidate to get franchise tagged. But again, you're still going to work at a long term contract with him. He's the only guy that on the defensive side of the ball that you've had any sort of value to. Like Foy, Foy, you see, has been good, but you gave him a lot of money to be good. He's a linebacker. Yeah. Like the Devin Lloyd thing hasn't worked out. Like the. Like, Andre Sisko has turned into a good player, but they need a pass rush help. Like, Trayvon Walker's been such a disaster for them so yeah. far. When can he and Chase on to free agent? It, like, yeah, that he's, was been a, he's, he's been a mess, too. So, they've got a lot of things to figure out. And they just fired everyone around Doug Peterson, except for Press Taylor and Doug. Defensive coordinator gone, wide receiver coach is gone, running backs coach gone. Doug doesn't have many more chips to play with here. He's yeah. got to start getting wins and playoff wins on the board if he wants to be successful there. So... How Who's much the, more patience does Shad Khan have with Balky and Dougie will be interesting. Who's the other wide receiver that's a free agent other than Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Ridley? And there's Do they still have Zay Jones and Zay Jones, I believe, Kirk? is also a free agent. Christian Kirk is still there. Okay. Uh, the other wide receiver free agents is Calvin Ridley and Jamal Agnew, Tim Jones. It's just basically Calvin Ridley. Yeah, but okay. you want to add at least another wide receiver yeah. onto that. Yeah. Like I don't, I, I don't know if Ridley's going to be back. What is Ridley's contract? <laughs> yeah. That is such a weird one to figure out. Yeah. He was like so. He he went invisible at yeah. times this year, and then he had some nice games. Like I don't, I don't know what you're getting a from one. a 29 year old Calvin Ridley. Yeah, he's not a number one. In my opinion. Yeah. All right, I think that's it. I have one more thing before we go, Warren Z. So Matthew Slater retired yesterday oh, yeah. from the Patriots. Special I just wanted to give a shout out to him. 
And I firmly believe this. We talked about with Devin Hester and Matthew Slater, in my opinion, 100% belongs in the Hall of Fame. And if you say otherwise, fuck off. Yeah, that's no, how I look I, at it. Screw you. I'm happy. I think uh, I think Hester kind of paved the way now for special teamers. Yep. To, if you're the best at what you do, you should be in the Hall of Fame. And he is the best special teamer of all time. Absolutely. Eight-time All-Pro, five first-team, three-second-team, ten-time Pro Bowler, three-time Super Bowl champion, Pat's 2010 All-Decade team, Pat's All-Dynasty team. Like I said, literally the greatest special teamer of all time. And Bill Belichick called him that, too. Multiple coaches have called him that. Get this guy a gold jacket. Yeah. No, hats off. Hell of a career. Yep. All right. Anything else? No, sir. All right. Thank you much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. We'll be back next week. We're going to be doing one episode a week up until free agency. Then when the big stuff begins, we'll be back recapping every signing. So make sure to hit the subscribe button. Make sure to check our sponsor, BetterHelp. And we will talk to you later.